0: Welcome to Life to the Full, a message to Christians. This is a podcast about the abundant life that God promises in Scripture. We want to inspire those who are frustrated with themselves and their communities to live a transformed life that will impact the world.
1: Our primary purpose is to be a platform that will impact the world through conversation. We want to invite others to connect and unite in curiosity and vulnerability responsibility Transform life is about growth learning and evolving
0: a transform life leads to transform communities and transform communities impact the world one,
1: one conversation, conversation
0: at a time
1: welcome back to the last episode on our series of point of view episode 9. Yes,
0: ma'am. Welcome back, senorita.
1: It's senora, honey. I'm Senorita
0: bonita. (laughs) All right, so where are we in our story?
1: Well, you started by helping us out why points of view are important. Why does it matter? You started with um, the two metaphors that you used, which was lenses and boxes. And after that... Uh we went into diving in into dissecting our creeds or our states of faith or SOF as you put it. Um and then Listen to notes. Yeah, but I'm also doing it from the top of my head.
0: Are you? Yes. Then look me in the eye and tell me what we talked about. Okay,
1: you give me a lot of edit here. This is fun. No, it's not.
0: This is classic radio.
1: <laughs> classic is, radio. A classic marriage fight. Um anyway, so I am I am learning how to just have bullet points. So I like this graph that you created and I hope that you put this in the show notes because it's a it's a great recap and you know I love recaps. Anyway, moving along, after we took a look at our creeds so or our state of faith, you went on to talk about the superhero origin and you sort of did like we did two episodes on that that's episode seven and eight we did and that was more about understanding the larger box mm-hmm. and my favorite part was the tree uh just like I'm looking at so many things like I used to wonder when we will visit different churches or rent spaces and churches or not only for for our, our local congregation but also with nonprofits mm-hmm. and i've always wondered like why are we so different why there's so many churches i mean you come here in staten island and you just take your car out and there's so many so that tree really helped to narrow things down also what's a guy who interviews people that we would love to have him on the show
0: Oh, the 10-Minute uh, Bible Hour? Yeah. I don't even know his name.
1: Okay, anyway, listen, dude. I need to learn You are name. awesome. He is totally open-minded, very respectful, he very has knowledgeable.
0: A, he has the same haircut I have.
1: Yes, no hair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it must be something about the boldness.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's because our brains mm-hmm. are too... Oh, it's just too much. It's too much. Hair can handle all the, all the hair just falls out. Gotcha. It's a trade-off you have to make. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, when He's they, still a cutie.
0: When they're handing out uh, the amazing hair, it's like, oh, you could be a genius or you could have the hair. So I, I chose the genius. genius gotcha. You know? Yeah. All right.
1: All right. So, babe, we're in episode nine. Yeah. What are we going to talk about?
0: So not to recap everything that you just Thank said. Thank you. appreciate you know, that. But we've gone on a long discussion here now on points of view. Uh-huh. right? And we kind of started with what is it? We looked at what's our own box, or our own point of view, right? Examining creed, statement of faith. And then we looked at the larger boxes, like you said, our superhero origin stories, what's the world that we, we come into. And now it's like, okay, so what are we doing with this? Okay. This is all supposed to be about listening and asking better questions, right?
1: It's listening and staying curious.
0: Listening and staying curious, right? Uh-huh. So how, how is this going to help us? Well, I'll tell you how it's going to help us. We need to keep these points of view in mind. We need to keep these boxes in mind in order to engage in healthy conversations. Uh-huh. Okay. We need to do this for conversations we have within our own churches, uh-huh. outside our church and other churches, uh-huh. right? And even with just people who have no interest in going to church, being in a church, yeah. uh, you, you know who your sinners are. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, when we talked about people using the Bible as their creed and as the common denominator, uh, well, no, they're not using it as a common denominator, but when people use the Bible as their creed as the standard, and I know in our tradition, that's so taboo. Like, uh, like what? Like, Patty, are you disagreeing with the Bible? You know, and then we looked at so many different denominations and then we all have the same Bible, but yet we're separated. Mm-hmm. And so that's that to me, it's like, yeah, this is important to know. So it has challenged me personally. I. I I know with the Bible Project and many people by episode nine, they know I'm a huge fan and totally biased into like uh, them being um, a great resource, more so than Bema or Bema. However, in your point of view, in my point of in view, in your box, in my box, you know, I'm a I'm a visual learner, so there it's they're more dear. I I learn better. This way, and so when you brought in the tree of all the different uh, denominations Mm -hmm. and where we went from there, that helped a lot. This has led me to... To have more grace,
0: mm, honestly, because
1: yeah. what immense patience gives them, no immense wisdom gives him patience. Was it the other way around?
0: Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think that's good.
1: No, I actually want to quote that if you don't mind. Immense wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense,
0: mm.
1: and. Um, one of the things as uh, as we had discussed before probably in episode two when we uh, talked about asking better questions of the bible mm-hmm. um of just how much sp- sp- especially christians hold on a- about being right mm-hmm. and uh, that is so humble when we let go of that And we open ourselves to knowing, well, I know what the Bible is saying. I understand the Bible is a unified story that leads to Jesus. When you understand the bigger picture, all the little things, all the little little conflicts in between and about what this means and what something else means and the different views when we try to dissect a verse allows me to step back. And say what is the overarching story of the Bible hmm. instead of focusing on one verse, like we've gone, we've separated from a verse. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, there have been quarrels and family feuds over a verse. Yeah, and is that what God wants? Mm. And um, so I'm, I'm really grateful. And I know in episode seven, I didn't quite understand. Again, where you were going with the creed, it just seemed, <laughs> it seemed so, well, I don't understand. But when we got to that tree, mm. I, it, it made a big difference.
0: Yeah. In retrospect, maybe I even just should have started with the tree. Uh-huh. You know, for me, I kind of always like starting where I from where I am, mm-hmm. you know, and then and looking out. Um, when I was a wild and crazy kid in high school, <laughs> right, I used to... Uh, I hope my mom is not going to listen to this. Uh-huh. But I used to cut school like all the time.
1: Oh, that's right. You told and me.
0: And as a as a wild and crazy kid, I'd head into the city. <laughs> and I'd I'd go, which would be Manhattan, and I'd go straight to the Museum of Natural History.
1: <laughs> so wild. Like any
0: wild Ow! and crazy guy would do, <laughs> right?
1: Arr. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I just I, I couldn't I couldn't handle it. So I couldn't wild. go to school that day. I'd head to, I'd head to the museum go to pick up my girlfriend later from her high school cause she was a better student than I, I was. Uh, and you had me back in out. the day, you could take the train right into the basement of the museum, natural history museum. And you'd be right there. Um, uh, you know, I think you can still do this. You can pay a nickel a quarter or anything you wanted. I used to just not pay anything. I used <laughs> to be like, I shrug and they'd be like, all right, you know, they probably knew me at that point. And, um, uh, it, the way it was set up back then, it's not so much now, but the way it was set up back then is that they had a, a line drawn on the floor, huh. okay? And this line basically went through their entire exhibits okay. on evolutionary biology. Huh. So you could follow the evolutionary line from, like, the beginning <sighs> to, like, now, to, mm-hmm. to, like, what the world is like now. And so you would start, and it... You know, you'd be walking through, and it would give you the big sense of how, you know, in their story, in their evolutionary biology story, of how life came from single cells to multicellular, to creatures without skeletons, to vertebrates, all the f- Stuff in the oceans, dinosaurs. You get to the ice age, and you finally we get to us. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved walking through all that. Obviously, you know, as a wild and crazy <laughs> yeah, kid. Yeah, a while. You know, I don't know why I never really seemed to run into any um, school tours too. I guess I went during a time of year that nobody wanted to go, uh, and I would just kind of be there by myself, and it would just be quiet. It almost had like a church-like vibe,
1: wow. like to it. You know, nineties, right?
0: Um, I guess yeah, so. School. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, high school. Yeah, it was. Eighth grade, I wouldn't have been able to get on the, the bus. Anyway, uh, so it would give me the, the larger picture. And as, as a you know, someone who was studying science, I love that. It made it seem more real. You could you could look at the bones. You can get close enough to the bones. You could you could see the specimens. Uh, the same thing when you know people invented uh, Google Earth,
1: <laughs> right? Or Google Maps. That was so much fun. Yeah, still so fun.
0: It, it was, you know, I kind of just used it to find where I was going to get coffee, right? The smartphone kind of came around uh, after I was in college, right? And it changed my life, you know, all that stuff, being able to see the maps and instead of having to print out MapQuest and ho- try and read it while you were driving, right?
1: Wow, I remember Yeah, Mapquest. MapQuest,
0: yeah. Now, one thing that not many people realize about Google Earth and Google Maps is the way it kind of changed the game. Mm. Because... Basically, it was just satellite pictures, mm-hmm. all like stitched together, mm-hmm. and there were actually archaeological discoveries made by just kids on their computer, who were just like staring. Like what? At, like they found ancient ruins. They found like cities that were later dug up. They did. They did. Yeah.
1: Wait, this is in the nineties.
0: Um, I don't know if it was in the no, it's probably like early two thousands. Wow you know with like Google Earth and Google Maps and all that satellite imagery even like when <laughs> I teach science if, if kids are old enough that I teach it to we go over this at a certain point mm-hmm. you know because I think it's fascinating there's a lot of things you can do which is Google Earth and Google Maps mm-hmm. and you kind of but anyway it gives us the larger picture it gives us a frame of reference okay. like you said a lot of grace yeah right yeah I think you know we can use our our points of view or our boxes and understanding how we fit into the larger box to engage in conversations that are healthy, that are helpful, and that are good, and uh, I think that's kind of like where we're going with all this. But first, we're going to talk about a little bit of what we can think of as Jesus's box. What was Jesus's point of view? All right. Um, so Jesus's box was a little radical, right? And it was not the popular opinion mm-hmm. of his day. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus had something that we, he that people have come to call radical inclusion.
1: Radical inclusion. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, you know, in a story of Luke four fourteen to twenty eight, where Jesus kind of like opens up his ministry by going to the synagogue. Right? They hand him the scroll from the prophet Isaiah and he reads, you know, this has been fulfilled in your hearing. Uh You remember that? Should we read it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. And Luke 4, right beginning in 14, I'm in the NIV in case you want to follow along. Uh, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues and everyone praised him. So... We tend to forget that, right, when he began his teaching career, everyone kind of liked him. He was like kind of like this hot (sighs) up and coming preacher, right, Mm -hmm. or teacher, right? Then he went to Nazareth. Nazareth is his
1: hometown. hometown.
0: It's like his hood, Mm -hmm. right? So he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. Mm -hmm. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. I always like picturing the scene, like Jesus just like walked up, didn't even look, and like they handed it to him, like, you know, like some type of like music video or something, right?
1: <laughs> like it was part of the prop in, yeah. the, in the theater. Yeah, like
0: he just knew it was happening. Like he walked up, right? Like uh-huh. all like Jesus-like. Like, yeah, I'm Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And then like <laughs> someone just like slammed the scroll in his chest and he was like, boom. He like hugged it and he opened it up. That's uh, oh obviously... That'd be, that'd be the anime. How come they haven't done an anime version yet of the Gospels? That's what they need.
1: Hi, who's they? The Bible Project?
0: No, no. Like, someone needs to make an anime version. Well,
1: I think you publicly just are asking yourself to be held accountable of making this.
0: Uh, I can't draw, so it's going to be all stick figures.
1: No, It's called hiring a team.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good at that. <laughs> Practice right.
1: why you preach. <laughs>
0: Indubitably. Amen. All right. So, they gave him the scroll to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has appointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then, he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, <laughs> and sat down. Right?
1: Mic drop.
0: Yeah, like again, the way I picture this is like it's like kung fu sound effects. It's like, Whoop! they give him the scroll. <laughs> he opens it up. He reads it. He puts it back together and then oh, he, wow. throws away, he throws it away. And someone just like, hold, you just see a hand go up and catch it. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. Right? <laughs> and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And it's funny, you know, I used to picture this. Like, I don't know why, but like, he was like in church, mm. you know, like he was like safe up in the front of the room, like, you know, like on like a little like platform or something. Wow. Like in our tradition. But really, like, if you can imagine, most likely during this time, he was like in the center of the room uh-huh. on a kind of like a little like raised platform.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we, okay, yeah. everybody uh-huh.
0: was surrounding him. Yes. yes. Right. Like, yes. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. And so at this point, uh-huh. right, Jesus has started his teaching ministry.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Is it going well? Hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-mm.
0: It seems like it's going well.
1: Well, not at the end. Who is this guy? Isn't he Joseph's
0: son? Oh no! We prob- they probably didn't mean it like that. Oh,
1: how did they there's mean other it?
0: places in the Bible where, yeah, it was like used like in a derogatory manner. That's
1: how I took it. It was
0: it was kind of more of like, oh, man, this is this is our boy. Oh, I this see. is one of us.
1: It's like if you did something amazing and they're like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like he if someone from our island. church,
0: right? You know, like you knew him. Maybe you changed his diapers or something like that when you were babysitting him. And then all of a sudden this kid grows up and he just like does like a mic drop, drop Sure. Sermon, oh, okay. Right. Be like, I remember when he was a baby. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's definitely at this point, everything is very positive. Okay. Right. And it's good. Teaching ministry is going great. Um, what we forget, right. Is that because we don't sometimes stop to consider the entire story mm-hmm. of the Bible is that people were waiting for the restoration of the kingdom. Uh-huh. Jesus spends a lot of time talking about the kingdom. Yes, right, and so we were waiting. They were waiting for this. Lots of other people had claimed that this was the time that, that God was going to reestablish His kingdom, uh-huh. right? And the way they thought of it was that we were going to rule the world, uh-huh. right? It wasn't going to just be an Israel thing. We yeah. were going to rule everything. Yeah, right. Um, generation ago, right? Maybe two generations at this point from when Jesus is speaking. Uh, there was a big revolt right and for a brief window of time Israel had its kingdom again right they had kind of thrown off all their oppressors until Rome kind of just decided to come back in smack that down yeah right mm-hmm. and so now they're under Roman impression mm-hmm. so for Jesus to be doing these things right and for the praise he was getting there's probably a lot of buzz in the air like is this is this it mm. you know and here he's talking it's this is like a very much like a like a kingdom scripture if anything. And it's curious that Jesus kind of leaves out some of the scripture. He doesn't talk about like right after in Isaiah, you can go and read it. There's all these judgments and oh. things this guy's going to Jesus kind of at least he doesn't say it here, uh-huh. right? Um, but people were so excited cuz Jesus was saying, you know, this is fulfilled. This is being fulfilled right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. It's going well until Jesus decides to push it.
1: Huh. <laughs> Push the needle. Yeah.
0: Have you ever been in a situation where someone's like not quite understanding you? <laughs>
1: uh, it's called the story of my life.
0: <laughs> and uh, you're you're telling you're trying to have a hard conversation with them, hmm. and they're like, "I am with you. Hmm. I 100% agree with you." And you're like, oh, "No, no, you really don't. Hmm. We we don't really see things eye to eye. I know you think you do, hmm. but but we don't, right? But you don't, right? So Jesus kind of pushes it. Jesus said to them, "Surely you will quote this proverb to me." Physician, heal yourself. Mm. Do here in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. And they're kind of like, it's it's okay, Jesus. We, we, we're not asking. No, no one was asking him for that. Nobody, nobody asked him, where's the miracles? Mm. Do what you did in Capernaum. No one's asking him that here. Mm-hmm. They're, they're happy with him. And he, he continues. I tell you the truth. No prophet is accepted in his hometown. They literally just... Accepted him. They're like this is this is our boy, this is from our town, right? Mm-hmm. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elijah the prophet. Yet not one of them was cleansed. Only Naaman, the Syrian. This is where things start going wrong. Okay. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out, mm-hmm. out of the town, and took him to the brow of the hill in which the town was built, mm-hmm. in order to throw him down the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd <laughs> and went on his way. I just love that. Like, how is this not an <laughs> anime? How is this not like an, you know... Avatar, The Last Airbender, Clone War, War Style, Full Metal Alchemist. How have we not a Samurai Jack? How have we has no one made this version? Right,
1: because we want to paint Jesus in the way that it fits the agenda.
0: Yeah, and I have a book recommendation for us. This is yes. where this is where I got a lot of this information from. This yes. is a New Heaven and New Earth: Reclaiming Biblical Eschatology by J. Richard Middleton. He is. The man, he goes over the promise of the kingdom. And that's like where a lot of us live. You know, like one day everything's going to be better. Mm-hmm. You know, my life is so much better now because I'm in the kingdom. Okay. You know, or I'm in the church. Right? Um, all the promises of the kingdom. <sighs> and the Israelites were the same. Right? They were like, they were really into the promise of God coming back and, and that kingdom. But now there's the second part of it. Right? And I think because we have uh, used this in different in different ways in our in our own tradition, sometimes we miss this point, right? This is usually preached like to show the contrast between the Jews and Jesus, mm-hmm. right? But Jesus was in fact Jew. a Jew, surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. Right? Is the challenge of the kingdom. And that is Jesus and God's radical inclusion. Because he basically made the point, this is why they got mad. They love that kingdom stuff. Tell us more about that, Jesus. (laughs) Tell us more about the promise of the kingdom. Mm. But then he kept pushing it. He's Mm. like, you guys don't understand. Mm. This isn't about you. Mm -hmm. This has never been about you. And he uses those two examples, right, of the leper and the widow, right, to talk about how, you know, yeah, there were lepers back in the day in Israel, but none of them were cleansed, only a foreigner, right? There were hungry people. During that famine in Israel, none of them were fed, only this outsider. And so Jesus's box is all about inclusion.
1: Uh
0: How can we bring the world back together? Uh Again, this can be hard to see sometimes if you don't understand the entire story of the Bible, right? If you haven't stepped back and connected all the dots, but it's here. And this is why they got so mad, Uh right? Uh And this challenge is still for us today. Yeah. Imagine someone that you don't like or someone that you fundamentally disagree with. Mm-hmm. And then imagine Jesus including that person. Right? For some people it's atheists. Mm-hmm. You can imagine G- Jesus saying, "Nobody was helped except that atheist." Mm-hmm. Right? Nobody, you know, a denomination that drives you crazy, someone in your fellowship that you mm-hmm. just can't in your church, right? That you just mm-hmm. can't stand, you can't seem to forgive. Mm-hmm. One of your parents, someone who's done something to you, yeah. right? That's hurt you in traumatic ways. That's changed your life forever,
1: yeah.
0: right? Leaving no scars. Those are the people that Jesus wants to include.
1: Yeah,
0: and it's challenging. Mm-hmm. It's as challenging for the people of Jesus's day. It was challenging for the first disciples of Jesus in the New Testament church, yeah. and it's challenging for us today. So, that's that's the first part of Jesus' box that we have to understand. Radical inclusion, it is the challenge of the kingdom. A lot of people break their teeth on it. They yeah. trip over it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of alluded to in all the New Testament that this, is a, this can be a stumbling block for many people. The second part uh, that I want to talk about, and I think this is very uh, appropriate for the story of the larger tree, mm-hmm. right, is the concept of one of us, who is one of us who is of jesus right and let's go into luke 9. it's a little uh scripturally today you want me to read it if you want to yeah
1: i have my glasses oh nice finally put it on
0: luke nine forty-nine to 50.
1: master said john we saw a man driving out demons in your name and we try to stop him because he is not one of us do not stop him jesus said for whoever is not against you is for
0: you. Yes. And I think this is important for us as you know followers of Jesus, as Christians and whatever tradition and denomination you, you happen to be in. If they are not against us, they are for us. Mm. right? Yes. I think as Christians, we spend a lot of time trying to say, You know, who's in the kingdom, who's out in the kingdom, Mm -hmm. who's a true church, who's a false Mm -hmm. church, who's teaching the right things, who knows the right things, right? The same thing that the disciples were worried about. There's some dude out there doing (laughs) things in your name, and we don't know who he is. Again, how has this not been an anime? This would be an amazing scene in an anime.
1: Listen, to any of our listeners who do animation, please reach out to me, because this... This is, uh, we're stirring up something in here, so I yes.
0: love it. Um, I, I just want to shout out real quick, Dave Filoni, in case you're listening, uh, you know, I know you had a big hand in Avatar The Last Airbender and The Clone Wars is basically your baby. Uh, if you want to need a new idea for an anime, I, I have some screenplays that I've been writing. Oh,
1: nice. Not really,
0: just kind of, but I would if, if he called maybe like, <laughs> start writing something. Anyway. So this is a whole scene. Mm-hmm they want to stop these people because mm. they're not they're not part of them. They're not in the club. Right? <laughs> they don't who knows what they're teaching. They they they're not with us, Jesus. Mm. They don't they don't have the truth, right? They don't they don't get to talk to you. Mm. You know? And you know, Jesus was kind of like, "Listen, they're not against us, they're for us." Mm-hmm. And I think that type of mentality that if you look at that tree, Right, And then you find your little branch. Mm-hmm. remember that you're still a part of the tree, yeah, right? You can't escape that. We are all part of the same family, yeah, and just learning to see it like that. These are not our enemies, yeah, you know again, we I want to plug, I think this is great. he's done a few episodes like this, the ten minute the ten minute Bible hour. again, I don't know his name. I forget his name, same haircut as me, mm-hmm. right? We'll put. The information in the show notes. Uh, he walks into churches, much different than his own, and he has just conversations with them. Tell me yes. what you believe. Yes. Explain this to me. He's
1: very curious. He's
0: very curious, very, and he's yeah. not going. His there's no gotcha questions. Mm-hmm. There's no like, how could you believe that? Right. You know. I mean, honestly, I feel like I can see it on his face sometimes. He's mm-hmm. like, "What did you just say?" <laughs> but he's just very like humble yeah. and very gracious, and very he understands respectful. that this. Is one of us. So those are the two main things that I want us to keep in mind of Jesus's box Mm -hmm. as we move forward to using our own box, our own point of view to engage in healthy conversations. This concept of radical inclusion. Okay, how can I encompass the entire world, right? Not just, not just my tradition, not just my denomination, Right. right? And how can I see the entire Christian family tree as one of us? Secondly. We're going to move the story forward. Okay. So keeping our box in our mind, how we fit into the larger box, how Jesus is a box, what he was operating on, his own point of view, that radical inclusion, that one of us mentality. We're going to try and move the story forward. So here we are, right? Like we always like to say, there's three sides to every coin. There's there's our side and their side. And then there's the middle of the coin, the edge Mm -hmm. of the coin. We want to try and stand on the edge yeah. and we want to try and now move the story forward. It's like we're in this this drama, this story. We've arrived on this scene. Mm-hmm. What is God calling us to do to speak into the world, to bring into the world, and to move the story forward? Number one in moving the story forward is the concept of just telling yourself, it ends here. Hmm. It yes. stops here. The buck stops No here. more denominations. Yeah. No more breaking up. Commit to unity.
1: Yes.
0: Like it says in 1 John four twenty. I guess I should read that too.
1: Yeah. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God. Whom He has not seen.
0: Yep. And so for me, I get tired of hearing all of these like sob stories of like why people had to break up, why mm-hmm. people had to go and start a new church. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'd be like, oh, we didn't want to. Mm-hmm. They they left us. They kicked us out.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: I think enough is enough. Yeah. I think we need to admit that in any type of breakup. Right. There there's some problems. You don't, both sides, not, on, it's never on both, both sides. It's never one-sided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't break up because you love somebody mm-hmm. so much. You need to let them go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know? I mean, maybe in some cases, right? You need to work through some things, right? Yes. Uh, but it's always it, with the idea of, like, we're going to try and come back together again. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like, see you later, alligator. Smell you later. You know? <laughs> uh, Wouldn't so, it be
1: my friend? <laughs>
0: I think you just kind of have to admit when it comes to like you know okay let's go form another denomination now let's go form another church um, that's separate and distinct from other things. I don't mean like opening up a church, right? It's I think opening up churches are great, but it's kind of like where we have a fundamental disagreement here. We can't we can't figure it out, so we're we're splitting over this. Yeah, I think it's got to end. I've committed that it's ending with me. Mm-hmm. I think I am, <laughs> I think I am well capable. If I really wanted to, to go out and start my own thing. Yep. I think I've been tempted before in the past yep. to do that.
1: And for full transparency is that we are in the same journey. It could be very tempting mm-hmm. to to say, forget it. You know, I, I want to move somewhere else. And uh, it's been a journey for us to make that decision, to continue the conversation. And we both... Um, have agreed, and even just a few nights ago, I don't know if you remember this, honey, but from our planning date night, yes, we plan for fun. Okay, guys, do not judge us.
0: <laughs> the struggle is real. The struggle, yeah, the is, struggle real. is
1: real. For our planning date night, sure, we had such a beautiful moment. We did. about our about our story and how our paths ha- have come together for one specific thing that we actually are both good at or excellent at or God has given us strength, and that is teaching, and that is training, mm-hmm. and that is facilitating conferences. And and it really has been part of this journey as we started the episode and to really finding, okay, this, this is our ministry. You know, check this out. You know, this podcast started... As, okay, COVID-19 is here. This is something that's been in your heart or in mm-hmm. honey for a long time. And yep. I said, yeah, I'll support you. But as we're going through this and right now, especially with our what the nation is going through um, after George Floyd. Yes. It's it's become more clear, more apparent to parents, is the right word? Sure it's become more clear and apparent to us that what we're doing right now with this podcast, it's contributing to unity. Yep. That what we're doing, it's challenging you in a way, and we hope that we are challenging you. And at the same time, we're inviting you. Mm -hmm. So it's a challenge slash invite to take a look at yourself, take a look at the larger box that Jimmy has been talking to us for a few episodes now to then find yourself. So again, full transparency. It has been tempting, but as my husband just said and I am I stand with him that it stops with us.
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's it, it has to stop somewhere. I think in the long history of church history yeah right I think uh at some point people have to just decide enough is enough
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're all we're all part of the same family yeah we all come from the same trunk from the same seed
1: you yeah. know her name is Eve <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well even with like you know church history like this yeah. was started you know by Jesus and his followers yeah. and we're kind of their descendants so we're like one big Dysfunctional family, mm-hmm. right? And let's stop this dysfunction. Yeah, and let's let's get together. I always like to wonder about the story of uh, the prodigal son. I know you know we have some friends that they're tired of hearing that story, you know, at, at church. <laughs> you know, but the idea of of the son who went away and spent all he had, and the son who stayed, and how that story kind of ends with that conflict, you know, and a lot of people focus on the father reuniting with his son and they forget, you know, how the story really ends with the older son, I believe, just being like upset mm-hmm. that his dad is so happy you know I always wondered, what was what was the rest of that like right, that tension that those two brothers had to exist in you know, one knowing what that other person did, but yet was still forgiven, you know and the other one just always being there You know, what was that like? So just the commitment to not breaking up the family. Let's keep the family together. Number two in moving the story forward is staying curious. Commit to learning and understanding others, both in your church tradition and outside your church tradition. Uh, let's look at Romans 14 it says who are you to judge someone else's servant to his own master he stands or falls and he will stand for the Lord is able to make him stand and for me I feel like let could we just stop you know just deciding things about people before we actually listen to them you know like my church tradition has been very critical before of other traditions mm-hmm. right. Almost to to the point that like we we can't even hear what they have to say. Right. Um, And I, I, for one, it's been a long time since I've actually even looked out, looked for those conversations. Mm. Like I've walked in to to meet those people, you know, and I think we're so quick just, you know, and especially if someone's not in our church and it's not in our fellowship and they're not part of any fellowship, we can easily decide that they, they really have nothing of value to offer us. They have no advice, they have no wisdom, right? And I think at a certain point we need to just stop judging other people and we need to see them for what they are. They're someone else's servant. That's that's God's servant somewhere else.
1: There are brothers and sisters.
0: There are brothers and sisters, right?
1: I've just lately been saying that um, you know you know I belong to other mastermind you do. groups and yeah. uh whether it's a nutrition or in life coaching and just a few months ago I've just decided because just the the real brotherhood and sisterhood that I have with these groups um it's it almost it make it does make me emotional you know and at times I'm like. Why can't X, Y, Z be more like them, mm. You know, I've yep. been tempted to say that, uh, to think that, to feel that. And um, really what it was is just one of them calling me their sister. Mm. Just opening my eyes to like, yeah, 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 yeah. We both believe that Jesus is Lord, right? And we we see that God is calling us to... Coach and help people with their language, with the story they tell themselves. And I hope that he gets to listen to this podcast yeah. very soon. Um, but it's so true, you know. We we, we want to embrace all the fellowships, yeah. um, all of our our brothers and sisters.
0: Yeah, and I think we make value judgments too. You know, like what's what's the first question people usually ask, at least in the United States, when they're getting to know you?
1: What do you do? What do you do? And
0: that's really kind of like. Almost like a status question. Like, oh, do I need to take you seriously?
1: It's terrible. You know? Are you
0: a doctor? Are you a lawyer? Are you a professor? It's terrible. Oh, okay. This person is important. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, you're a construction worker? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're a warehouse worker? Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know? And it's like these questions instead of like, Getting to know a person, a person is much more. What's your spark? Yeah, people are much more than what they do. What are your hobbies? What are your hobbies? I'm a hiker. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a hiker. I'm a wilderness explorer. Right, Mm -hmm. all these things. And to be honest, for me, I tend to find more people who are curious like this and see value in other people outside their circles, outside of my personal fellowship. Yeah, you know, for me, walking into a group of people that have no religious affiliation. Typically, they, they can see value in all, all different types of people. More
1: accepting. All
0: different types of faiths, mm-hmm. right? Um, and just, yeah, just more open, mm-hmm. you know? Which I think is tragic, you know? Because I think, and I think even in church, we tend to judge people by what they do in that church. Oh, right. they're they're a, they're a group leader.
1: Right.
0: They're, they do something. They lead something. Right. They must be important. Right. Their opinion matters more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Or... Oh, I'm a leader in a church, right? Even if I'm not getting paid for it. So really, I can only talk to other leaders. Yeah. Right? Those are the only people who can offer me anything of value Mm -hmm. or people above me, like the region leaders or paid staff, people who have appointed me in leadership. But yeah, staying curious. Number three in moving the story forward is seeking to understand, committing to healthy conversations, not useless arguments and debates. Mm -hmm. It has never been about who is wrong and about who is right. It has never been about determining who is in the kingdom Mm -hmm. and who is out of the kingdom, right? It's about bringing the world back together. Now let's go to Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, and it says, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And I think, you know, to me, I find nothing more useless <laughs> and nothing more agitating than when people like are obsessed with people who are good debaters. Mm. I, I never want to be a good debater. Yeah. I think I probably could be if I wanted to. I, I do tend to like to argue. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I have no desire to ever do that. I have no desire to stand on stage and like beat someone over their head of logic and win a debate, right? Especially when it comes to things like spiritual, religious, and biblical matters. What is more antithetical than having to argue and having to be right? Now, that doesn't mean that I don't think sometimes conversations can get heated. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with healthy... You're fine
1: with disagreement.
0: I'm fine with disagreement,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? What I'm not fine with is disagreeing and then someone has to win. Yeah. Someone has to um you basically run over someone else's opinion or the way someone else sees something and make them see the way they see it. Yeah. Or there's an issue. There's a spiritual issue. Yeah. Right? And I think often my experience in our fellowship has been that some people have been ostracized and they've kind of been like held at a distance because they had opinions that weren't the popular, popular. opinion mm-hmm. or the opinion of those in, in leadership, leadership right and then you know they haven't really been listened to they're they're not doing well they're mm. working through something right now
1: or oh, they're struggling that's the way to where
0: from their point of view they could be like no having having been told that that i was struggling about stuff and be like no no i'm not actually i've actually studied that a lot and i'm really excited about it and i would love to be able to have a conversation with you, where you know you could be open to hearing what I, what I'm saying because it's it's really helped me. Yeah, it's really changed a lot about my own life. So conversations full of grace and seasoned with salt. Uh, that kind of just means you know just understanding that conversations are hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, even at the best of times, and sometimes you just kind of have to like not hang on everything a person says.
1: Isn't this what we put salt in margaritas?
0: Uh, why is that?
1: To help it like in shots and yeah be alcoholic, like if the salt uh-huh. makes it much smoother. Wine. You've had a lot
0: you've had a lot of margaritas lately, huh? <laughs> she likes to have margaritas yeah. when we plan people.
1: I love margaritas when we're planning, when we're outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so but anyway, I was I was just like, yeah. you know, with Saul because I, I've been in just actually recently, within the week, someone saying, Yeah, I don't don't you worry, I got my scriptures. <laughs> And I was like, wow, yikes.
0: That's just so not the point.
1: That's not the point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, so far you've talked about commit to unity, stay curious, seek to understand.
0: Yep. And then we're kind of going back to Jesus's box for the final two points mm-hmm. um, in terms of moving this uh, story forward. Mm-hmm. Embrace Jesus's radical inclusion. Okay. And that's going to mean you need to forgive easily and quickly. Or in the word of Jesus, you need to be shrewd. And I know this story that Jesus told can drive a lot of people crazy. Let's go over to Luke 16. Uh, The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. So this, this can seem to be a bizarre story, Right. A guy is basically a terrible manager. He's called right from the beginning a dishonest manager. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you can if you've ever known somebody who's terrible at their job. Right. (laughs) Who who definitely 100 percent needed to get fired. Mm -hmm. Right. When I when I was a a teen and I worked at McDonald's, I was a terrible I was terrible flipping burgers. The only job I ever got fired from, I definitely should have gotten fired from it because I was just so slow and so laid back. And working in the kitchen at McDonald's is not a place where you can be slowly uh, laid back. It is not a place
1: for They were piece.
0: like, Jimmy, we need those burgers. That. You got it, man. They're coming. I'm making the best burgers back here. No, we don't. We just need them now. You got it, man. They'll be ready when they're ready.
1: Yeah, that doesn't imply fast food. Service. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm like, I hear like the classical music while I'm making the perfect burger. And I'm getting a little emotional just thinking about the, the great experience they're going to have. That's good for my backyard, bad for, like you say, fast food. Yeah. So this person was obviously bad at his job, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that can be like us. Okay. We are obviously bad at being humans.
1: <laughs> Just look at human history. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, we have not done well. No
1: need for argument. Look at thing, church
0: man. history. Um, at the times when we had the sword and we were in charge of the governments, the church did not handle that power well. Mm-hmm. We are not good at being humans. Yeah. We should be fired. Right. Um, and so what does he do? He comes in and he has all these debts. People have owe oh, all this debt to his master. And he starts getting in and he starts looking at everyone's bill and he starts canceling all the debts. Right? Mm-hmm. So I guess the lesson is he's being dishonest. So the good thing is to being even more dishonest. No, that's not the point of the story. Right? The point of the story is, is that he's letting things go. Mm. Right? And I think us as humans... We're not the best at being a human. Wow. Right? Mm -hmm. And we hold all of these debts.
1: Yeah.
0: And things that people owe us. Mm. Right? And reasons that why we are the way we are. are, as you would say, our victim mentality. Mm -hmm. And I think at a certain point, you need to get out the books. You need to start canceling things off. Mm. You you need to start to learn how to get over things. Wow. Mm
1: -hmm. Right?
0: You need to learn how to get past things. And quickly, you need to be like the shrewd manager, because again, he says says something that's been actually true in my life, right? In the verse that I picked out, let me find that again. He says, for the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. And that has been my experience in the church, that people are better at handling conflict with other people outside the church than they are in the church. You know, people are still at where they were 20 years ago upset at things.
1: Yeah. And we understand this is not, uh, this is uh, easier said than done. hmm And um, this is something personally
0: yeah, that absolutely. We, we
1: can struggle and this is why we have each other. You mm-hmm. know, one of the things I told Jimmy was like, okay, now that we're, like, teaching is a really high calling. It's a really high accountability.
0: Yeah. Well, another thing about the parable too is I like that he just didn't totally cancel all their debts. He just made them more manageable. Mm-hmm. He just, like, took out your bill mm-hmm. and then he kind of, like, took away some of the impossibility of the numbers, right? Because I think when you get really mad at somebody and you're refusing to let stuff go, right, it makes it like almost like an insurmountable obstacle to cross. There's yeah. nothing they could ever do to yeah. make
1: it better. Yeah. Can I share something? I think I used to judge... No. Scratch you used to. I can be tempted to judge you. Me? Yes. And... Uh, when you are upset about something. Mm. And because you're not running to this person as you know we like to hammer. And I've hammered before about Matthew 18, right? Um, talking to someone, it doesn't mean that you are currently holding a grudge, it means that you have let go. And it also meant that you were going to continue conversations, yep. and I've, I'm learning that that I don't have to, you know, I have to pick my battles instead of running like you say. I'm a, there are people who avoid conflict, and then there's your wife, right? <laughs> like I want to run to all of them, mm-hmm. and the thing is, I it's not necessary, and there there's a time and a place, and currently it's something that we we said in the last episode about what did you call it um, living in attention mm-hmm. and um, I'm learning to embrace that you know that it's not that God, God knows my heart right God knows that um, he God's gonna give us the opportunity and it's taking those opportunities to start conversations you know I don't want to lose uh, being able to Address conflict and and never to put it under the rug. But I'm learning how to meet in the middle, right? And and I think that watching you um, do things differently than me, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong. It just means that they're different. Like you handle things different. That's why I started saying I have judged you in the past, Mm. or I've been in situations where like my husband's better. We need a meeting, you know. And you're like, no, I'm literally fine, and and I've been almost embarrassed, hmm. you know, when I've called out. I mean, there, are, there there have been many great conversations out of that. However, um, you know, it it was me trying to be in control, like, oh my goodness, you know, like I'm all worries, like he's he's gonna be bitter forever, you know, right. and you are choosing to let go of some things, but you, you're not completely ignoring. And I've seen you in these situations to approach these conversations, whether you like it or not, whether Mm -hmm. you want to get on the phone with this person or not, you are showing up. Yep. And so, I I mean, I just wanted to share that for those who relate to me and the other side that you just want to address everything, although... I don't think I've met that many people in our <laughs> congregation that do this. Maybe like there's like one or two sisters probably like a little bit like me, but majority gossip. We just talk like, in the name of getting our heart right. We're just talking, mm-hmm. you know. But so it's like coming to this um, tension, as you were saying, of really just having more grace and. Because how we get our heart right, it's with God and God alone. God God is the only one who's gonna like come up, like coming to Him, it's working our hearts. Yeah. Not necessarily need to talk things through. Right.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So sorry, we kind of went off. No, I, I think
0: it's good. I think, you know, it's just always remembering, like in, you know, being shrewd in this radical inclusion that, you know, that's Jesus' box and that's what we're called to.
1: Yeah.
0: Is just understanding that there needs to be a balance. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you need to talk about things. You need to confront things. um, But you don't have to confront every little thing. (laughs) Because where are you coming from?
1: Yeah. Like,
0: you know, are you God? Exactly. You know, are you perfect? Yeah. No. And so if if we're jumping on every little thing that bothers us, every little thing that hurts us, um, and not to say like little, like in terms of like to minimize it, because sometimes those things are... Are real and, and it's there's real pain there. Of course, it's just you know kind of accepting that, you know, it's going to happen, and what and just kind of taking a step back and being like, well, what's really at stake here? What's really important? And I remember, I don't know if you remember this. I think you do. Um, we got into a point where we we were like arguing like se- semi regularly. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it is that we were arguing about. But what I do remember is kind of just like sitting down next to you. You were really upset. And, you know, usually when you get really upset, you just, you need time alone. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was just like, listen, I'm going to leave you alone, but I, just, I need you to know we're on the same side and I love you. And I kind of just walked away and I've heard you talk about that, you know, over the years that, yeah, we're, we're on the same side, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of try and tell each other that because sometimes it can feel like it's, it's me versus you, us versus them, where it's like, listen, even if we're not part of the same church, even if we're not part of the same circle, we are all in this world together. Right? We're all part of the same family. Uh, and, you know, like, we're all on the same side. Yeah. You know? The battle isn't against flesh and blood. Yeah. You know, to quote another scripture. I really like to quote. When
1: grace is given to you, it changes things. It changes things.
0: Yeah, and uh, the final thing to move the story forward in light of uh, our box and the larger box and Jesus' box is to remember that concept of one of us. All right, we want to try and erase the lines that separate us along religious, denominational lines, political lines, race lines, ideology lines, all the lines. Let's try and erase them. And we're going to go to Colossians.
1: Even diets, I will put in there.
0: Yeah, paleo, keto, vegan, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to go to Colossians 3, verse 11. It says, here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. But Christ is all and is in all. And I think that's just something that we need to remember. Christ is in all of us, right? When you're sitting down across the table from somebody and things aren't going well and you're like, you know what? I don't even need to be dealing with this right now. Why am I wasting my breath? Uh This just isn't worth it. This relationship is not salvageable, Uh right? Because this is how you get, this is really how you get new churches, right? This is really how you get new denominations,
1: Mm -hmm. Maybe it doesn't happen
0: all at once,
1: but over time, over years, yeah,
0: right. These lines get drawn, Mm -hmm. and just understanding that Christ is sitting across from you. Christ is in everyone, Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. right?
0: He didn't just die for your sins or just my sins, right? Right? Or like the people who would follow him. He died for the sins of the world, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And there's a lot to unpack there. But just just to say that to God, there are no lines. We're all his children. We're all part of his family. And he cares deeply about all of us. So let's make that commitment. right? In light of everything we've done, now we're going to use our POV. We're going to use our box to start moving the story forward. Right? Remember Jesus' box, radical inclusion, one of us mentality, moving the story forward. We're going to commit to unity. Right. We're going to remember, who are we to judge another man's servant? We're going to seek to, seek to understand, uh, stay curious, and we're going to commit to having the same box Jesus has of radical inclusion and that one of us mentality.
1: I love it. Thanks everyone who have... Um... Called us, text us, emailed us, have been on roundtables. Please know that we, Jimmy, facilitates roundtables on Sundays at 6 p.m. Or if not 6 p.m., just go to Y Superstars Facebook and you'll see the time there. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you for walking with us through this season of listening and staying curious. Thank you so much, honey, for... Having this in your heart to articulate in the way you have articulated in these past nine episodes, kudos to you. Every episode we have a challenge, and I know that word challenge is coming more from me, (laughs) but is there any invitation or challenge for this very last episode?
0: Yes. Um, The challenge for this one is to think about your life, think about the different relationships, relationships you've had, those that you no longer have, if you've ever walked away from a church, if you've ever helped start a new church, uh, let's talk about it. Join us for a roundtable. Reach out to us. We'd love to start the conversation with you, Um, even if we ended up having to have multiple roundtables or, you know, multiple times, just sit down and talk, Uh, because it's an important conversation to have. You know, it is literally part of Jesus' work of bringing the world back together. And it starts with you. All right. Adios,
1: muchachos.